the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. The most powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo Five O. Hello, and welcome to the Petoni Show right here on Mojo Five O. And yes, I am back after a one-week sabbatical, if you will. I was a little under the weather last week, and uh, honestly, I, I was well enough to to do a show in of itself. But I was coughing so much from this this cold that I've had that I didn't think anyone really wanted to listen to me hacking and gagging over the mic and it just it just wouldn't have been fun it wouldn't have been fun for me and i i definitely don't think it would have been fun for you guys so i spared you from having to listen to me just hack and gag for a complete hour i still have a slight cough so you might hear me cough a little in this show but it's primarily gone at this point and uh i do thank all of you for all the well wishes and everything but honestly everything's fine it's just a cold. I've had it for like a month though. And I just, it's one of those colds that you just can't get it to go away. It just lingers and it's, it's frustrating. Um, I mean, I, I had it, I'll probably started around the beginning of to middle of February, something like that. And I, you know, had it for like a week or so and I was, I was taking some medicine for it then. But after a week, I'm like, oh, I'm getting better. Just a slight cough. And I, I kind of stopped taking medicine. And then like two weeks ago over the weekend, it came back with this like fiery vengeance, if you will. And I was just really tired and I was just coughing a lot and coughing a lot and finally decided, well, okay back on the cold medicine and stuff and for the most part things worked and and um, it wasn't until recently where my, my mom actually gave me a suggestion of a cocktail that she she tried here recently and that's what really started working for me and so now still a slight cough here and there i'm still taking medicine this time until it completely goes away but uh, I, I do appreciate all the well wishes and everything last week. Uh, I, I it, it meant a lot. And uh, it, it, it really bothered me, though, that I couldn't do a show. I, I really, even though I'm not feeling 100%, I still like to do a show. But if it's going to affect the audio quality and, you know, your time um, and, and enjoyment of listening to poor old me, I don't want to put you guys through through that. So I'm just like, eh. I'm just going to tell, tell, tell Ron wonky eyed Phillips that, uh, I'm not feeling too good, which I wasn't that I'm not going to do it this week because I really don't want to keep coughing and coughing into this microphone. So I really, really do appreciate it. And, and no, no, I just, I want you guys to understand this. Now I had 
the cold. The common cold. Congestion, um, nasal congestion, chest congestion, all that stuff. I do not, do not have the coronavirus. Let's just get that out of the way now. No coronavirus here. There is nothing to see here. Just no, no coronavirus. And, and it's it's interesting too because my wife, as, as many of you know, is a school teacher. And I, I joke because when it gets to be cold and flu season, I always joke that she lives in a Petri dish because she gets sick a lot. Um, and the flu shot did not do jack crap this year. Um, and, and so it, it just... It's one of those situations where she brings it home and it's only a matter of time until I get it. Though funny enough, this time around, I actually gave it to her first. I had it first. It usually doesn't happen that way. Usually she has it first and then gives it to me. You know, they really, it really is true. Like when, when you're married, sharing really is caring. You share everything. And even the things you don't want to share, you still share. And so normally it's her fault when I get sick. No, no, unfortunately it was the other way around this time. And so she's been sick too. And it's just finally we're both, you know, primarily over it. And, you know, just little remnants here and there, but but it, it's gotten better. Just, but no coronavirus. And I got to say, I was, I was at church last week and... Um, I was talking with um, some of the leadership in, in my church and uh, um, some other friends that, that I go to church with. We were all talking about the coronavirus. And we all know people that are just up in arms about this coronavirus. They're freaking out over it. They're, they're all over the place with it. They're, they're stocking up on everything. And we're over here like, the flu still worse than the coronavirus. The flu last year alone still killed more people than the coronavirus has. And yet, here, here's the thing. The flu kills more people than the coronavirus, yet, for whatever reason, people still refuse to get their flu shots. And for the most part, when the flu kills somebody, it's you know because they're elderly, they have some sort of pre-existing condition, they're immunocompromised somehow. That's when the flu actually you know typically takes its toll. Um, it's the same thing with the damn coronavirus. I, 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 I'm honestly... Honestly, I am not even remotely worried about the coronavirus at this point. Not even remotely. Um, most people seem to survive it. I mean, yeah, there have been a few deaths from it, but a lot of it has been pre-existing conditions. Their immune system has been compromised and they've been elderly. So as a young person, I'm really not that worried about the coronavirus. That doesn't mean I'm not going to take precautions. But I'm not going to lose sleep over the coronavirus. I didn't lose sleep over Ebola. I'm not losing sleep over the coronavirus. I'm not. Um, unless it's like everyone's dying from it, then I'll start freaking out. But when it's a really low percentage, it's not the outbreak that the mass media makes it out to be. And that's what drives me nuts. And a lot of this is for political usage against the Trump camp or the Trump administration for November. I mean, we didn't think that if you didn't think that this didn't have political repercussions somehow, it does because the Trump and the, C the Trump administration and the CDC are working together to try to contain the coronavirus outbreak. 
It's not really, in my opinion, it's not even really an outbreak. But it's just funny because we, we've been talking about this. We know people that are, are going crazy. My wife and I went to Walmart earlier this week and um, she had a, a get together and had to, um, you know, bring, she actually was in charge of, of the meat for the, for this thing, this event that she was um, helping to, to plan and stuff. And so she had to buy all these different kinds of meat and um, she needed brown sugar. So we go to the sugar aisle or the sugar aisle and um, there, there's no flour and there's no sugar and there's no brown sugar. Like these shelves, I kid you not, this is Walmart. They are picked clean. I have never seen, I mean, we've had issues with this Walmart before, but they were picked clean. And the Costco nearby picked clean. There was actually signage out that you can only take so much bottled water, only so much flour, only like because other people were wanting it too. And it was just, it's, it's, the hysteria is, well, I understand it, and I understand people are afraid, and I think when when a, a new disease comes out like this, where it's a new strain, and, and people are really unsure what it's going to do, and what the mortality rates are, uh, then I, I, I think we are just naturally scared. And I'm like, I've looked at the numbers. I've seen, I've seen what's going on with this. I've been keeping track of it. Brad Stags has been doing a good job with the coronavirus updates there on the Daily Mojo, but but it's not the hysteria that it needs to be. It's it's we we don't need the hysteria. It's not what it has been made out to be. And so I have a bit of a song for all of you, um, and and I'll play the song but i'm also going to just read the lyrics as well because i i think it's really really funny um if you haven't heard of them uh, the lonely islands with like andy samberg and a few others it's 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 just a comedic music group if you will they have a song called yolo and yolo stands you only live once or in this case you ought to look out but i just thought with the hysteria that is the coronavirus, I thought this would be worth playing. But first, I need to tell you about the KBMD CBD oil. Now, I've actually uh, convinced some family members to try this out. And uh, I, I don't know their experience yet. I haven't followed up with them to see what their experience has been so far. Um, but uh, I, I do have some relatives that have been on the CBDs um, for various reasons. And um, they've been doing like the store-bought, locally-bought CBD oils. And I, I wanted them to try the KBMD CBD oil and then compare and then let me know. So I haven't followed up with them on it yet, but I have told them to try it. Because, I mean, this stuff is supposed to be a much better quality than anything you can just get at the store. And you kind of get what you pay for when it comes to any kind of medicine. I mean, it's like with the common cold. You don't just go and buy any cold medicine you want to buy the good stuff because you want to get rid of it as soon as possible it's the same thing with everything else cbd oil is no different and the kbmd cbd oil is top notch uh it is is meant to help with the nagging joint discomfort difficulty sleeping inflammation mood swings gut problems things like that um you can do your research and i always recommend doing your research when it comes to um, anything like this, 
making sure that it is right for you. But you go to KBMD CBD Oil, use the promo code PAT, and try it out. And then let me know how it works for you. I, I'm actually curious to see to hear what, what people's experiences are with the CBDs. So KBMD CBD Oil, use the promo code PAT. All right. YOLO. Let's 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 play a little of this. is a precious gift so don't get too crazy it's not worth the risk you know that we are still young so don't be dumb don't trust anyone cause you only live once uh, you only live once that's the motto so take a chill pill ease off the throttle never go to loud clubs cause it's bad for your ears your friends will all be sorry when they can't hear and save the hell away Cause they not legal Then bury all your money in the backyard like a beagle Cause you should never trust the bank They've been known to fail And never travel by car or bus Float up by rail So, so yeah, I just wanted to play a little of that Because I, I think the song is freaking hilarious But I just thought I would read it too Just just, just to kind of get you know, Make sure this is uh, Put across in, in the right context With the coronavirus You know, it starts off going YOLO, you only live once the battle cry of a generation. This life is a precious gift, so don't get too crazy. It's not worth the risk. And then, and uh, you know that we're still young, so don't be dumb. Don't trust anyone because you only live once. And he's like, you only live once. That's the motto. So take a chill pill, ease off the throttle. Never go to loud clubs because it's bad for your ears. Your friends will all be sorry when you can't hear. And stay the hell away from drugs because they're not legal. Then bury your money in the backyard like a beagle. Because you should never trust a bank they're known to fail. And never travel by car or bus, boat, or by rail. And don't travel by plane and don't travel at all. Build a bomb shelter basement with titanium walls. And hear titanium suits and case pianos fall on you and never go to saunas because they crawl in with piranhas and never take the stairs because they are often unsafe you only live once don't let it go to waste and so and just to kind of skip ahead a little bit because this, this is getting to the funny part um, they go into like talking about the mortgage and making sure you, um, you get like the uh, like, like a low fixed rate and everything like that they talk about like pajamas um, because they'll choke you ch- pajamas and blankets because they'll choke you in your sleep furniture's being killing machines I mean it's just taking every like little detail of uh, normal life things and and making a big deal out of it because uh, for whatever reason it's not safe and that's the whole idea of this coronavirus thing is yeah I get it it's nasty and no one wants to get sick I get it I absolutely get it but we freak out way too easy over the little things. I'm not saying the coronavirus shouldn't be taken seriously. That's not what I'm getting at. I am, however, trying to get at the hysteria. Don't let the hysteria control you. Don't let the media control you over the coronavirus. It is not what has been made out to be thus far. The numbers are pretty low. I mean, thousands and thousands of people, tens of thousands of people die from the flu every year. People still don't get their flu shots. 
a lot of it is, again, pre-existing conditions, being elderly, and having your immune system being compromised. And then small children, I think, is probably um, in there as well. But it's... I don't lose sleep over it, and neither should anyone else. That's what I'm trying to get at. And that's what this song makes fun of, is all of these different things that people are, are afraid of, and they let it control their lives. Coronavirus shouldn't do that. I live my life like I live it every other day. I still wash my hands. I still practice good hygiene. And I still try to take care of myself. And I, I think that's what we're getting at here is, is just remember to take care of yourself. Just remember to, you know, don't don't let like the cold get you down because you know that could turn into pneumonia. I've had pneumonia, by the way. It's not fun. Um and I think that's worse probably than the coronavirus. Um, so it's just about taking care of yourself. It's about being informed. It's about just practicing good common sense when you're out in public. And again, the best way to prevent the coronavirus is wash your hands, wash your hands. It's all it comes down to. My work's been preaching that like crazy too. It's, it's been pretty entertaining, but, uh, no, the coronavirus didn't get me just the common cold. And here I am. I'm back making fun of the coronavirus and the mass hysteria that that's going on with it. All right. So I guess I got to get into politics because I haven't done that yet. I've spent, you know, the first, you know, give or take 15 minutes just yapping about the coronavirus, but, but politics has been, there's a lot, there's a lot that's happened since I was last on the air and uh, getting into it, you know, I actually want to start off with a story that, that um, well, it's about the Clintons. And, and speaking of, like, diseases and things like that, you know, like like nasty itches that just never seem to go away and colds that never seem to go away, I mean, that's the Clintons to America. They are like that lingering cold that just, it never goes away. And, and they keep coming back. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm tired. It's like, it's like they need the people to love them and to like them and to worship the ground they walk on. I don't give a crap about the Clintons anymore, but for whatever reason, they keep making complete asses of themselves in the media. And this is a real gem. Bill Clinton on the Monica Lewinsky affair to man, he, he had the affair to manage his anxieties really that that's what 25 years later and that's your excuse to manage your anxieties now wait a minute bill's supposed to be married to hillary right i mean he, he's married he has a wife i mean why monica I think we all know the answer to that question, but still, why Monica? And he comes out, and it is, it's all based off of this Hulu documentary that the Clintons did, and it there's there's a whole episode about this, apparently. Um, no, I didn't watch it. I don't want to watch it. I don't recommend that you go and watch it. It'll probably just make your ears bleed. But he was... Um, it's like it's like you know, the article starts off. He's like, has he never heard of Prozac? Seriously, has he never heard of things like Prozac? He had to go and have an affair with a 
intern that's basically half his age to settle his anxieties. And I just, oh, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting that he actually said this. And then he gives Monica like this half-baked apology in this whole thing. And it is regretted on what it's done to her over the years and blah, blah, blah. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. You know how I know that? Do you know how I know? Let's ask uh, Juanita Broderick. Uh, let's ask uh, Leslie Milwe or Paula Jones or Catherine, C- Kathleen Wiley. These are all the names of women that Bill Clinton allegedly sexually assaulted and or raped at some point in his life. Where are their voices in this? Why Why is it always about Monica Lewinsky with him? Why? Why is that always the one that comes up? And my favorite is this. Um, because, I mean, the, the, the Hulu documentary is primarily about Hillary. And um, what he did, uh, so like, like, let's see if I can find it here really fast. Uh, basically, he was in this uh, relation when he was in the relationship. Bill woke up Hillary. I was like, I was just waking up. I was having a hard time processing, and I said, "What are you talking about? What is this? What do you mean?" He said, "There's nothing to it. It's not true." I may have been too nice to her. I may have paid too much attention, but there was nothing. He was adamant and he was convincing to me. And then the former first lady was convinced the accusation was made up. And then she was convinced that it was being used for political reasons and all this sort of stuff. And then he eventually owned up to it. They they went to counseling and now apparently things are all hunky dory in the Clinton household. But here's where I... I get a little skeptical. And that's going back to, well, there was Juanita Broderick. And when Juanita bought Broderick, that was what in the was that the the uh uh let's see, nineteen seventies. And so that that was in the seventies. Leslie Milwee was uh, th- uh sexually assaulting her three times in nineteen eighty. You got Paula Jones um in nineteen ninety one. Uh, Kathleen Wiley in 1993, and then you know, we got Monica Lewinsky in 1995. So, at what point did Hillary not know about Monica Lewinsky? I mean, do you, do we do we really believe her? Because I sure as hell don't. I'm pretty sure she knew the entire time. Does she care? I don't know. I have no idea. And has Bill Clinton done things since then? Probably. They're still married. They're still living together. You cannot tell me that Hillary didn't stay with Bill out of love. No, 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 no. It was all for political gain, and she knew it. I don't know really how it helps her. I think it hurts her more than it helps her, but I don't know what the logic was there from a political standpoint, whether it's just maybe to look like, hey, we resolved our issues and we stayed together. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't think it really matters. 
But the fact that she claims that she had no idea what was going on, bull crap. Absolute bull crap. And the fact that this story broke in this documentary, that he was doing this to manage his anxieties, is disgusting. And it's sad. And it's like, this happened, what, 25 years ago, and it's still going on. It's still being talked about, and the Clintons still aren't going away. All right, I need to tell you a little bit about American Pride Roasters. American Pride Roasters has got tons and tons of different flavors uh, for all of your different coffee choices. They've got uh, the Ron Sexual Chocolate, Izzo's Rage, Doc's Bacon Blast. Uh, they they did the... Uh, um, you know the, the the strawberry chocolate for for the Bells of Liberty last month, and they did um, they did another one for for Watson after he complained about uh, not getting his own flavor from from American Bride Roasters. And uh, either way, there's tons of different flavors there. I've heard the blueberries are actually really good. Go and check them out. It's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. You listen to the Pony Show right here on the Mojo Five O. Uh, I'm your host, Pat Oni, and I will be right back right after this commercial break. You know what makes you feel really good about yourself? Doing something good for somebody else. If you'd like to do that today, go to JDRF.org. Join them in the fight against type 1 diabetes. JDRF.org. It's something good you can do for the world. JDRF.org. Fast Track student loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as 25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395-800-709-4395-800-709-4395-800-709-4395. Are you nearly maxed out in your credit cards? It doesn't matter if you're using your credit cards for fun or to survive. At the end of the month, your statements come in. And you can either pay them or you can't. If you can't, late fees and interest rates get tacked on. And now, you're struggling just to make the minimum payment due. Do you feel trapped? Am I talking to you? Good, because I personally researched some companies that can help you. They may be able to reduce your credit card balances by 50% and stop the late fees. If you qualify, please call our special debt hotline number right now for a complimentary free five-minute consultation. Deal with your credit card problem now before it gets much worse and put more money back in your pocket. Trust me, I've been there too. Call right now. 800-380-4293. 800-380-4293. 800-380-4293. 800-380-4293. That's 800-380-4293. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. Welcome back to the Pat Oni Show right here on Mojo 5.0. I'm your host, Pat Oni. And you can follow me over on the Twitter at the Pat Oni Show. Use the hashtag Stand with Mrs. Pat. Uh, you can also find me over on the Facebook 
You can find me over on Instagram. It's just patterning show over there as well. And you can also find me over on the MeWe. I am on all social media channels when the show airs, typically speaking, every Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And I'm there to uh, be able to interact with each and every one of you. Um, yes, this show is unfortunately pre-recorded. Thank you, Stephen Airy, for outing me. But because um, <clears throat> I, I, when I first started on Mojo, I actually tried to record this show as if it weren't pre-recorded. Um, and I still actually try to do that in most cases. Um, but I'm, it, you know, open and honest about, you know, this being pre-recorded. And, uh, um, but I do try to be on all social media channels to interact with all of you. That is actually my, my time of the week that I really, really look forward to the most is to be able to speak with all of you jackholes and Jill holes out there that listen to, uh, Mojo 5 And, uh, you can actually check out some other shows too. Right after me is, uh, defending the Second Amendment with Jason Gouffre. Um, right before me is the Bells of Liberty. And then on just a little bit later, um, right after the, the Second Amendment, uh, or defending the 2A with Jason Gouffre, is Critical Thinking with Andrew Coppins. Then you've got the Hollow Net with Matt Holloway. And uh, all really, really excellent shows. Um, and there's a ton of other great shows on the network too. I highly recommend you check them out if you haven't already. And of course, you can also check out our sister stations, um, such as Spoonie Radio, uh, especially if you love um, food like I do. Um, and we'll be getting into the Mrs. Pat recipe of the week here in just a second. And then uh, also Odyssey One. Um, if you like all the technology, science, conspiracy theory, paranormal, all that kind of sort of stuff, definitely check out Odyssey One as well. Um, <clears throat> all right, so... Before we get into the Mrs. Pat recipe, let me tell you a little bit about Musitech. Now, I've said before that I've had conversations with people recently about doing radio and and, and doing podcasting or, or doing anything with video and stuff like that. Radio is not dying. Radio is changing. It's evolving. Um, you'll notice a lot of our hosts actually do a lot of video with their audio now. Um, and a lot of people on different networks are doing the same thing. They're doing a lot more. Social media and tech, modern technology have allowed people to do that. With that said, you still want good equipment. You need a decent computer. You need a decent mic. You need a good mixer to make sure that your audio quality is good. Um, and, and same with the mic as well. You'll need a good camera to make sure that your, your, your uh, uh, video is also good. Um, there, there's lots of things that, that you need. If you're looking at getting into radio or getting into podcasting um, to, to really make it a good experience, especially for the listener, because what a lot of people don't talk about when they do radio, they talk about a lot of how they got into it. They talk about what their techniques are and things like that. The most important thing about doing a show and doing radio is the audience. It's always the audience. And to do that, you've got to, you've got to have all this right stuff to be able to put on a good show for that audience. And Musitech is there to help. Go to musitech.net. It's M-U-S-I-T-E-C dot net. They will help you get all the right equipment. They will they will talk to you. They, they will help you get set up. They will do it all. It's musitech.net. All right. So... Let's get into the Mrs. Pat recipe of the week. And I'm, I'm going to let, let you audience members in on a little secret. And, and 
Mrs. Pat's life and mine have been rather crazy lately. Um, and, and in a good way, uh, not, not like anything like overly concerning, but it has been stressful to say the least. We've been, uh, looking to upgrade houses and we were in the market for a new house and, um, it's been, we've been looking for, uh, give or take a month, month and a half now. Um, like actively looking, we, we had been talking about getting a new house for a while and, um, we, so we were in the market. And so our time has been, well, kind of strapped because, you know, we both have full-time jobs on top of this. And then I do this, you know, every week. And then, we, you know, we've been looking at houses a lot and trying to find time to do that. So Mrs. Pat hasn't really been doing a lot of cooking lately. And so I don't have any like really new recipes for per se, so and at the beginning of the year, I, I kind of hinted that we had some stuff going on, and that that was really it. You know, we're trying to get a new, get into a new house and stuff like that. And um, so, I'm doing a repeat of an old recipe, um, and it's 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 an oldie, but it's a goodie, and it was probably one of the biggest hits um, of all the Mrs. Pat recipes. I think Virginia Jackal can attest to that because I know she took a ton of these to work and had tons of requests for them. And so if, if you're going to take them to work, I do advise you to make a lot. And you may have to do it several times um, because they are that good. It's, 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 it's like crack cocaine kind of good. Like they're that addicting. Um, and it is the Mrs. Pat chocolate chip cookie. And you can go to like any like cookie store now. And uh, like like we have like a store or, or, or like bakery nearby called Crumble. And they all they do is make different kinds of cookies. And they actually do have a pretty good chocolate chip cookie. But I have yet to have a chocolate chip cookie that even remotely compares to a Mrs. Pat chocolate chip cookie. And the, the secret ingredient with these is really the extra vanilla. Um, and so, so the vanilla actually really gives it a really, really good flavor. Um, the, she uses semi, semi sweet chocolate chips. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, they are that good. Um, they are that good. To give you an example of how good they are, when we first moved in the house that we're in now, um, it was right around Christmas time and my wife made a lot of chocolate chip cookies and we actually went and gave some to our neighbors and we gave one to our neighbor that was a few doors down from us and he answered the door and he took them upstairs for his wife to try and we gave them a plateful, like, like a really good plateful. Um, within the hour that plate was gone and his wife barely got to have any. He was actually making himself sick because he was eating so many chocolate chip cookies, but he couldn't stop eating them because that's how good they are. I'm not kidding you when I say it's like the crack cocaine kind of good chocolate chip cookie. Just saying, they are that good. Um, and so I will post the recipe up on MeWe later and I'll put it up on other social media channels as well. Um, so check it out. Send pictures. I, I, I love it when we get pictures from you guys. Um, some, some of you actually sent like tweet pictures at me of all the different, 
um, Mrs. Pat recipes you guys have made and what they look like. And we kind of compared to like, does, does it actually look like what, what, what we make? And they're actually pretty damn close. Um, like, like that's how, that's how good a lot of you have been doing these. And, um, we like hearing like, like, did you like it? Did you not like it? I mean, cause you know, not everything's for everybody, but, um, I try to give recipes on the show that, that my wife makes that I think everybody would like. Um, and that I've also personally have tried myself um, because I, I wouldn't want to actually like give you something that I otherwise didn't try. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I love it when you guys send me that stuff. So keep sending them in. Use the hashtag stand with Mrs. Pat. Um, that is kind of part of the, the, the whole shtick of this uh, um, uh, part of the shtick for the segment. Um, and uh, it's, it's um, a bit of a hashtag that we use here on the show. Um, because there was once upon a time that I was a drama queen and complained that my wife had left me for a week and she wasn't here to make me a sandwich or cookies or anything for that matter. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, so definitely check that stuff out. All right. So let's get into some campaign politics because a lot of stuff in campaign politics, especially for the whole presidential uh, election has has changed since the last time I was on the air. And if you've been listening to my show for a long time, I've had a lot of different predictions about this election. None of them have really come true. I've actually been proven wrong on most of them by now, if, if not maybe even all of them. But that's how quickly the political landscape can change. Um and it's really, really hard to predict how these elections are going to go and how people are going to vote. I hate polls. I don't trust them. I look at polls and I, I base a lot of what I think, a lot of my opinions off of those polls, but I also kind of base it off of what I'm seeing as well in terms of the political landscape and, and how I think people are going to vote. And a lot of people in my generation, they really love the idea of socialism and Bernie Sanders, which in turn, I thought they would really like Elizabeth Warren as well. That's not so. Elizabeth Warren is now out of the race. She was at one point one of the frontrunners. And I actually thought at one point that she was actually probably going to get the nomination. I couldn't have been more wrong. It wasn't even close. She hasn't won any states. She's gotten a few delegates, but she hasn't won any states. And uh, I, I was actually really surprised. And I actually thought Joe Biden, with how poorly he was doing, was also going to be out of the race at this point. I thought it was going to be, with, with the way Iowa went, I thought it was really going to come down to a Pete Buttigieg and a Bernie Sanders uh, nomination with most likely being more in favor of a Bernie Sanders not just because Bernie has more experience. And I think Bernie, a lot of the momentum that Bernie had in 2016 has now carried over into 2020. But here's the thing. If you actually asked me a few months ago, I didn't think Bernie was going to be doing this. Well, he had a heart attack. He was having health issues. He's also older. I mean, Joe Biden, Joe Biden is the youngest male running in this election at this point for the Democrats. He is the youngest one. Donald Trump is actually the youngest of all of them. 
Well, youngest male anyway. Uh, Elizabeth Warren was still younger. But I think at this point, uh, with the exception of Tulsi Gabbard, who is still in, by the way, uh, Donald Trump is the youngest. It's really an election that is now down to Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. And what really changed for Joe Biden was South Carolina actually gave him momentum. And then what happened, and I was actually really surprised about this. I never saw this coming. Pete Buttigieg drops out of the race. Pete Buttigieg was actually doing quite well. He won Iowa. Uh, I think he was, was he second in New Hampshire? Um, he didn't do bad in Nevada either, but, but he, he, he'd only won Iowa. And I wonder if maybe funds dried up, and I wonder if people maybe just saw him as a little maybe too progressive. I, I don't know. I don't really know what the logic is there. I mean, he was winning delegates. He was contending with um, with Bernie Sanders. But I think what ended up happening is he looked at the, he looked at the race, and I don't think Pete Buttigieg liked Bernie Sanders. And I think if Pete Buttigieg stayed in the race, he knew that it's most likely going to be a Bernie Sanders nomination at this point. I don't think the Democratic establishment wants a socialist Bernie Sanders. But ironically, I think they would have been okay, more okay with an Elizabeth Warren. Probably because I think she might have been more willing to play politics with the party and more willing to, to go along with the party agenda. I don't know that that's the case for Bernie Sanders. I think the Democrats see him as dangerous, but they needed a candidate that they could coalesce around. And for whatever reason, that candidate happened to be Joe Biden. I don't know why, because if you've listened to Sleepy Joe recently, somehow his wife is his sister. He's also running for Senate. And he doesn't seem to know where he is half the time. I'm really starting to think maybe he's got dementia. I I think it's a real possibility. But I think people would prefer a Joe Biden to Bernie Sanders. Despite Joe Biden's incompetence, despite his stupidity, despite whatever it is you want to say about Joe Biden, they would prefer that to a radical socialist agenda. And they also prefer that because it's coming out. There, there are stories and reports coming out that Bernie may have more Russian ties than, than originally believed. I'm not saying that he does. He's disavowed them. It doesn't mean he doesn't, but all right. Um, but he, if you look, I mean, the man honeymooned in Moscow. Um, and he's even claimed that he want, he's wanted to be friends with Russia at one point. And Russia has claimed that they've wanted to use him as a propaganda in, 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 in Moscow and in the Kremlin and like, like, like he was going to help them somehow. <clears throat> it's all very concerning. Is it true? I don't know. But it's enough to be concerning. Um, I, I would hope not. I would hope that he's more pro-American than that. But the man has basically praised... Castro, he supported Maduro in, in Venezuela. Um, I, I don't, I don't trust this guy, and I don't think a lot of people really trust this guy. I think there are a lot of moderate Democrats out there that th- th- there's really two types of moderate Democrats. One 
it's the modern Democrat that, that wants to see change. And so they don't like the status quo. They want, they want to see things shaken up. And so they kind of like the idea of a socialist Bernie Sanders because he's presenting new ideas, or at least to them, they are new ideas that are worth trying. On top of that, um, they, are, they are just done with the establishment. But then you have the other moderate Democrats that are like, I just, I just want someone that's in the middle. Well, if they truly wanted someone that's in the middle, they would go with somebody like Tulsi Gabbard. She is someone that is actually a moderate Democrat. Um, and she's actually someone that even conservatives like myself respect. I don't agree with her politics. I don't agree with her policies. But I don't think that she's going to be anti-American. Um, and and, and that, that's, that's my take on her. She said a lot of things on that debate stage that I truly respect. Um, and they're actually keeping her from the debate stage. They, they adjusted the rules to allow Michael Bloomberg to get in to debate. Now they've since reversed them and saying, well, you have to have so much percentage of the delegates um, to be able to qualify for the debate stage, which is absolute crap. She's still running. It gives you a whole nother voice to listen to. But for whatever reason, they really only want Joe or Bernie at this point. And can you imagine a better scenario for Donald Trump? I don't know that I could. Because in what world are you? is anyone going to vote for Joe Biden over Donald Trump? Over someone who, again, has no idea where he's at half the time, um, is, is always... Like talking this big talk, like, well, let's do push-ups. Let's 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 see how many push-ups you can do compared to what I can do, and talking this tough game. And then confusing his wife as his sister, and then also confusing him confusing this race with a Senate race. In what world is that going to actually not help Donald Trump? It's the same thing with Bernie Sanders. Um what, something that, that Biden has been at least semi-successful at and other Democrats have been semi-successful at is attacking Bernie on his socialist policies. And then Donald Trump can actually do a lot of those same things if it's Bernie or he could actually use a lot of those talking points against Joe Biden. Now there's this whole issue of, of gun control as well. Biden is probably more pro-gun control than Bernie Sanders at this point. That is actually something that Bernie has actually... He, he, at least Bernie doesn't seem to care about it as much. He hasn't talked about it as much as Joe has, or even as Francis Beto O'Rourke. Here's my theory. So it comes down to Joe and Bernie for the Democratic nomination. Who are the running mates? Well... For Bernie, and even for Joe, I think they have to go with somebody that is either moderate or that really wants to carry out their agenda, and or both, okay? Uh, I could see Bernie Sanders going for Elizabeth Warren as his VP pick, but I think tensions have been so high between the two of them that it's not going to happen. And then you look at Joe Biden, he needs somebody that's going to be a, a... a uniter for the party and, and help him really coalesce the party around him. Honestly, for him, especially with this whole gun control thing, Francis Beto O'Rourke will be Joe Biden's VP pick. Mark my words on that now. I'm probably not going to be wrong on this one. I could be. I could be. It's always possible. 
but I'm probably not wrong on this one. Francis Beto O'Rourke will be Joe Biden. If Joe Biden gets the nomination, Francis Beto O'Rourke will be Donald or Joe Biden's VP pick. Guarantee it. Uh, Bernie's up in the air. I don't know who Bernie picks. Um, it could be Elizabeth Warren. I kind of doubt it. I think Bernie w- might want to go with someone that's a little younger, um, that has similar ideology to him. I don't think Tulsi would, would go, go with him at all, but, uh, that could be a viable option for him. Uh, he could go with someone like Kamala Harris, who also has a similar ideology, um, to, to Sanders. Um, in fact, that might be the most likely one. I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to say, uh, who he picks. Uh, he could even technically, I don't know what the, what the constitution allow this because you have to be technically have to be 35 to be, uh, at least 35 years of age to be president. Is there a require, is there an age requirement on the vice president? I don't know. One of you jackholes will, will, will know this. And cause if there is, or if there isn't, he actually could pick AOC or Tlaib or Elon Omar, which that's even scarier. And, but also consequently it probably helps Donald Trump. So I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of possibilities that, that, that Bernie could go here, but interestingly enough, like I, Elizabeth Warren was, was the shocking one to me. I, I thought she was always going to do better than what she actually did. And I came across this article in five and I actually disagree with most of it. Why she didn't get the, the nomination uh, reason number one was the party was wary of a too liberal nominee. That's crap. That's absolute crap because Bernie Sanders is the far too liberal nominee, and he's in second place right now. Um, he's probably going to lose it to Joe Biden at this point because the party's going to call us around Joe Biden. Um, and, and that's why Buttigieg dropped out. I'm, that's why Bloomberg dropped out. I mean, he's endorsing Biden. And it'll be curious to see who Elizabeth Warren actually endorses as well very good chance that she either endorses no one or endorses uh, Joe Biden, Um, especially after that whole fiasco with Bernie about a month or so ago about how he, she claimed that he couldn't, or he had said that a woman couldn't be president in 2020. I think that actually hurt her more than it helped her. And I think that was really ultimately the killing blow for her campaign. Um, Because I think people are just kind of sick and tired of this me too crap. Um, And so I, and and I, and honestly, Bernie's story made sense. I don't. I don't think he actually said it at all, or if he said it, it was taken out of context. Um, so I don't think. I don't think it's the fact that she was too liberal. I actually think it's the fact that she said and lied about a lot of different things. She did. She had a very inconsistent record, whereas Sanders was more consistent than her. And I think people felt like they could trust Sanders more. I mean, he ran in 2016. They they felt like they maybe knew him a little bit better. Um, and he actually started something in 2016, I think, that has carried over for him in 2020. But I think it's really going to play out very similarly to that of 2016 now that people are coalescing around Joe Biden. And you're going to have a similar situation to where Bernie comes in a close second and Joe Biden gets the nomination at this point. Um, because Sanders is far too polarizing. The other thing on, on Elizabeth Warren, though, is um, she tried to win very liberal voters from Sanders. That's actually probably true. She probably tried to take too many people away from Bernie Sanders who actually like Bernie Sanders and it didn't really work for her and it made her look, look kind of crappy. 
Um, and then Democrats seem to think men are more electable. <laughs> this, this was a funny one to me. Um, because there were actually several women that, that ran in this time around for the Democrats, but nobody coalesced around them. And in fact, all of their campaigns just kind of sucked. Um, and I, I haven't mentioned Amy Klobuchar yet. Like, like she dropped out as well and also endorsed Biden. And uh, that was another kind of uh, surprising because she was starting to actually kind of creep up in the polls. So I, w- I thought she might give it a little bit longer, but consequently she did not. And then the other thing it says about uh, Elizabeth Warren is that she's a wine track candidate. And by that, what they're talking about is um, she uh, was was more in line with like the elitists and um, ap- trying to appeal to elitists, which... To listen to Elizabeth Warren, she she to listen to her talking points, she doesn't really talk about at least she talks about the middle class and, and helping middle class families and doing things like free healthcare and free college and things like that. That's more for like a younger generation. That that's not really pandering to elites per se, but in a way I guess it kind of does. Um in a way I guess it kind of does. Because it's to think that all of those things should be free is kind of an elitist attitude. Um, you know, and instead of being a working class where people actually work for what they have. So, so that, I guess that is possible. Um, but that she just was not connecting with the working class is kind of what they're saying. But it's just funny to say that because to really listen to her, that's not what she was trying to say at all. So I don't really agree with this article. I think what it comes down to, people just didn't like her. I mean, she couldn't even win her home state of Massachusetts or her other home state of Oklahoma, where she's actually from. She couldn't win either one of those. By the way, an interesting statistic on the uh, Super Tuesday election. Um, uh, Donald Trump won 92% of the vote in California. 92% of the vote in California. He actually, Bernie Sanders, just to kind of put this in perspective, Bernie Sanders got 33.7% in one California. Joe Biden got 26.4%. Um, the actual count, Bernie Sanders had one uh, point, a little over 1.2 million. And then uh, Joe Biden had a little under a million. He had 90, 974,000. And then to give you an idea, Donald Trump, had almost 1.7. It was 1,691,840. So that's how much Donald Trump got. Donald Trump got more votes than either Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden in California. There, Guys, there actually might be a little hope for California yet. There might be. I, I have a feeling... With the way that this is going, because a lot of people don't like these Democratic candidates, and the Democrats, the, the party doesn't even seem all that confident in the showing of these Democrats. I have a feeling that this could be a landslide victory for Donald Trump in 2020. I don't think people really care that he got impeached. I don't think a lot of people think that he should have been impeached. I think more people don't think he should have been than people that do. I don't think his approval rating is that high, but I think people like Donald Trump a lot more 
even moderates like Donald Trump a lot more than what the Democrats have given them in this election. And that is sad and scary in of itself. And that's going to do it for me. Uh, you've been listening to the Pat Oni Show right here on, on Mojo Five O. I'm your host, Pat Oni. And, uh, wow, don't get lost. Remember who you are? This kind of snuck up on me. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. And no means no. I will see you all next week. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Hey, it's John. You want to look and feel your very best? Visit the team at Cool Contours. They are the number one cool sculpting provider in Virginia. Their award-winning team of certified cool sculpting elite and cool tone specialists work with you to create a fully customized treatment plan to achieve your dream body. Learn more at cool-contours.com. That's cool-contours.com. As ranked by Allergen in June 2021, cool sculpting leaves FDA clear to visible fat bulges in nine areas of the body. Some common side effects include temporary numbness, discomfort, and swelling.